Alright, what's going on everybody? Happy Halloween. Welcome to this special edition of Collector's Cave. I'm your host, Lawrence. Today I'm interviewing my good friend, Devin. Devin, say hi to the people. Hi everybody. Happy Halloween. Hope y'all are being safe and having a good time. So, as you all know, if you're an avid listener, the Collector's Cave is about highlighting people's unique collections and how they value them, how they got into it, and so on. Devin's collection is actually quite interesting. So, Devin, if you can go ahead and tell us what you collect. All right. So, um, I'm a big horror fan, so I actually collect uh, Michael Myers masks. So, how'd you get into collecting Michael Myers masks to begin with? Uh, honestly, I didn't get into it really until, like, last year. I uh, rewatched the original movie and everything because I've watched the majority of them before. But I rewatched it and just, you know, got a, a new appreciation for the mask and everything and all the you know, filmmaking techniques behind it. And I decided to, you know, look into getting one and I ended up getting one and then it kind of just spiraled from there. So like, where do you usually go about getting them from? Like, are they, do you get them on Amazon or? Oh, oh no. Oh no, no. <laughs> um, no. So I'm actually part of uh, multiple different collecting groups on uh, Facebook. Mm -hmm. There's different like Myers communities. Like, uh, for example, there's, you know, like michaelmyers.net. Uh, let's see what else. The Mask Emporium. Um, another one is the Rob Zombie uh, Halloween-like group, which is exclusively for the Rob Zombie masks. But that's typically where I get them. Everybody, you know, posts different, uh, you know, sell posts and everything. You can slide up and just talk to them about it and negotiate and everything. But it's nice. Okay, so there's a lot of Facebook groups around these masks, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, there's actually quite a few. I feel like it's not common knowledge. It's it's kind of funny when I bring it up in a conversation because people are like, number one, I feel like people don't use Facebook anymore. So they, they look at me like I'm a boomer. But uh, <laughs> they also, you know, when, when you bring up, oh, I, I'm part of a Michael Myers Facebook group, everybody kind of looks at you kind of funny. But yeah, I, I feel like it's not really common knowledge for a lot of people. So would you say most of your most of the masks from your collection come from these Facebook groups? Oh, or? 100%. Yeah, I would say I think there's maybe one or two that don't but other than that they all come from uh the, the facebook groups so like do you buy them directly from the people in the facebook groups or do they just tell you a place where you can get them for the low so um there's different like uh independent mass creators that you can get them directly through so you could you know ask them oh you know this is the size that i want and everything and you could order it directly through them but a lot of my masks that i've gotten are um third-party sellers so there's they're pre-owned it's mm -hmm. people that have owned these masks and they're just looking to either, you know, buy something new in their collection or they need money for something. And they typically, you know, post it for sale. And then I just slide up and start talking to them. But yeah, I typically just buy them directly from the people. When you buy them, what do you usually do with them? Like, I would assume you have to wear some, right? Or And some go on display usually? Yeah, yeah. So... I typically, I, I feel like most of them are for, you know, obviously, you know, Halloween rolls around and that's whenever I feel like I get the majority of uh, the time that I get to wear them. But, um, you know, here and there, obviously, you know, just taking pictures and stuff like that. I feel like I wear the majority of them, but there are a few that I, you know, when I'm not wearing them, I keep them all on display for the most part. Uh, I'm currently in the process of getting more uh, mask stands, which... Fun fact, uh, a lot of people in the community use paper towel holders to hold their masks. But, um, yeah, so I'm in the process of just getting some more stands. But, yeah, I, I wear them, you know, for mostly, I would say, picture purposes. Just kind of 
I don't know, messing around, I guess. So, like, roughly how long have you been collecting these masks? Like, not, I want to say full-time, but avidly. Like, you continuously started buying some. I would probably say about a year now. It hasn't been very long. I've been, I've always been into horror movies. Uh, you know, I started off with, like, the uh, Texas Chainsaw movie, uh, Jeepers Creepers, everything like that. I remember the first Halloween movie I watched was the Rob Zombie Halloween movie. But um, I had never really, you know, looked into collecting the masks and everything. And, you know, I, I at the time when I was younger and I watched those movies, I wasn't into cosplay yet. But then I got into cosplay and then, you know, the two kind of just ended up merging. Wait, so have you ever cosplayed as Michael Myers? Like at a convention or anything? Not yet. But uh, this Halloween, I'm going to be Michael Myers. Uh, because the school doesn't allow masks, though, I'm going to be a unmasked version of michael myers mm -hmm. but um if there's another horror convention here in sacramento because i know one just passed this last weekend i want to say um i'll definitely you know dress up for that okay so you've been to horror conventions like a, like a few times or just once or? no i haven't been to any yet oh really no not yet uh i honestly didn't even know that there was one up here uh until like two days before it happened and my friend was like oh hey you know are you gonna go and i was like no i didn't know but, um, yeah, I definitely, I'm interested in going uh, next time they roll around in this area. Were you interested in going to these horror conventions, like, before you got into Myers Mass? Or did that kind of open the gate for you to want to branch out in there? I would say it definitely opened the gate for it. Um, you know, it's kind of like you, you know about it, but you aren't really interested. But then once you get into the hobby more, it, it definitely opens it. It's like, you know, cosplay for people generally like let's just say you cosplay an anime character or you know a superhero of some kind i feel like that a lot of the times opens the gate for you to go to you know comic-con or some kind of convention and i feel like it's kind of the same way with the uh the masks all right so what are some of the like interesting things you've learned after you started joining the mask collection community like some interesting experiences you had oh um they're a very passionate group uh, I feel like that's the case with a lot of fandoms and with this one, you know, obviously there's, you know, the potential for it to get toxic and everything. But, um, in terms of like interactions, for the most part, it's been positive. Like there's a lot of people, you know, you never know like the names of these individual sculpts of like these masks. And that's another thing. A lot of these masks are hand sculpted by people. Mm -hmm. Like they take the time to create molds and then from there they, you know, pour the latex, pull it and that's where you get the mask from but yeah like you know it's you learn different terms and everything like rehaul i never knew what that meant until i joined this community which basically means like when they repaint and rehair a mask so they'll take a stock mask or a pre-existing mask strip the paint off take the hair off and then they repaint it with like higher quality materials and then they'll rehair it with like higher quality materials but i, I would say a lot of that stuff i learned um main thing though is just you know the sculpts there's so many different like names and generations so to speak like uh for example there's a, a mask called the uh nag which stands for uh, nikos art gallery that's the name of the artist but um nag makes a mask called the 75k which is basically made to look like the original 1978 mask but um yeah, they, they make that, but there's like multiple different generations of it. And I would have never known that if I wasn't part of this group. But yeah. So that rehaul process you talked about, is that, do they do this with other Michael Myers masks? Or do they like find just a random mask from the store and then redo it? 
Uh, so mostly Michael Myers masks. Um, there's like, okay, so there's rehauls and then there's conversions. So with conversions, it's, you know, I don't know if everybody knows this, but the original Halloween mask, the original Halloween, you know, mask from the original movie, the Michael Myers mask was a Captain Kirk mask from Star, uh, Star Trek. And you know, William Shatner. I don't. You don't know William Shatner? Okay, well, was he, he played was he Captain, Captain Kirk. Okay, yeah. I was going to say, was he Captain, Captain Kirk? Captain Kirk, okay. it was his face, a mask, and basically they took the mask, because they were in the process of making the movie. I don't know if you know this, but the movie was made like with barely any budget whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty much an indie movie for the time being, and um, they took that mask, they stripped the, the sideburns off, they uh, spray-painted it white, literally with a, a can of just spray paint like not latex spray paint. So this thing was not made to last. Like it was made for the movie. And after that, they didn't care. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just stripped the the sideburns off. They uh, spray painted it white, cut the eye holes open a little more so that they were larger. And then uh, like they sprayed, like I think it was brown or black um, streaks and tips, which is like hair uh, dye kind of, like a can. Mm-hmm. Sprayed it in the hair and that was it. I mean, it costed back then probably like 10 bucks to make the whole thing Mm -hmm. and it's crazy to think like how influential that the mask has become since then but yeah now i wonder how much that mask is worth now like or is it even in in condition still it's in terrible condition um so it's like rotted really bad um one thing another thing that i learned was the original mask was actually the same mask that they used in the second Halloween movie, so the sequel. But the woman had, the Deborah Hill had kept it under her like bed in a shoebox and a bunch of stuff, and she was a smoker. So the mask like aged, it turned yellow, it, you know. And then the actor that played Michael Myers in the second movie was not the same actor from the first movie, and the second actor had a different shaped face. Uh-huh. Uh, he had a more wide uh, face. The first actor had kind of a more skinny and narrow face. So it looks like a different mask, but it's actually the same one. But yeah, today, the mask, I, I know it's worth thousands easily, but it is not in good shape. It's rotted. It's, you know, kind of tore up and everything. But yeah, basically, if, if you look at it, it's it's hard to tell that it's the same mask because the shape of the face. Yeah, so in the community, it's called a castle stretch when a mask has kind of a vertical stretch. Mm-hmm. But when it has a like horizontal stretch where it looks kind of bloated, it's called a warlock stretch because Dick Warlock had a wider head. That's why the mask doesn't really look the same. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, you know, the smoking and everything didn't really help it either. So they they basically started that whole trend of the warlock and then um, the warlock spread and then the other spread you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of masks in the community now are, you know, named after the actors. Like, for example, there's... So there's different like molds and then within that there's different iterations. So there's like the 75k new mold, there's the 75k castle which is the castle stretch one where they have a built-in stretch to replicate how the mask fit Nick Castle's head in the first movie. And then there's like uh, what's the other one? H2SM which is from um, a different uh, creator, but that one is made to look like the uh, the Dick Warlock mask. But yeah, so they have different uh, sculptors have sculpted them to resemble the way that they fit each actor's head. By any chance, have you ever tried making your own mask at home from scratch or doing the rehaul? Like, have you ever tried doing that any of that yourself at home? Uh, I've 
so I haven't done a full rehaul yet, but I have like, you know, corrected some like eye cut problems and everything like that, just with some like cuticle scissors, mm. some, you know, tiny scissors and everything, just go in and kind of look at a reference image and uh, correct it. But I do, I want to uh, do some form of uh, conversion on like a, a Kirk mask, which is again, what they did in the original movie. So I feel like that'd be like the most genuine experience to have in terms of like you know collecting the masks it's to uh create your own that way but yeah I've, i haven't done it at this time but i do plan to eventually okay so you plan to do the rehaul method first or make one from scratch oh definitely rehaul first um yeah with with making one from scratch it's a lot more work and i you know it's insane the the talent that a lot of these people have that make these masks because you you know some of them look like they came straight off the screen it's it's crazy but no i would definitely rehaul first and then you know maybe one day build up to that point because each mold you can buy a pre-existing mold from you know a mass creator right now and it's a couple thousand but then you can you know reproduce that mask and sell it yeah you'd get you'd get your money back you'd, yeah you'd, you'd get your money back you'd and break more. even yeah if if that's if you you know learn how to properly pull latex and everything like that because it's a whole process again i i commend anybody who you know makes these masks and everything but yeah it's i definitely would get into rehauling before i would you know dip my dip my foot into that into the pool so to speak so were all the michael myers masks after the first one professionally made for the other movies or did they just keep doing the same method? It's kind so of like a, a lot of them. That's a, that's a good question, actually. But a lot of them were professionally made after that. It was, you know, that first one was just kind of oh, you know, we're making pretty much the equivalent of like a fan film almost, mm -hmm. where you know they had the budget of like a fan film, and they just kind of ran out, grabbed a mask, and and did their thing with it. But um, after that, you know, after Halloween two as well. But uh, all the masks after that were professionally sculpted. Like, for example, in the new movies, uh, Christopher Nelson and uh, Justin Mabry, which is uh, one of the founders of uh, Trick or Treat Studios, they uh, sculpted the uh, masks for Halloween 2018, uh, Kills, Ends, you know, the flashback mask and Kills as well. But yeah, they're all pretty much professionally made after that. So can you tell me what you like most about collecting these masks? Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's a fun process to wear the mask and everything. And especially, but with like Michael, you know, you have those moments in the cosplay where, you know, you do the slow walk or, mm -hmm. you know, something like that. But it, it's a, it's been a fun experience for sure. You know, there's, I've made quite a few friends in the hobby, actually, you know, I'm just kind of talking about masks and then eventually it just ends up talking about life and everything like that. But it's, it's interesting. I feel like it's like any other hobby where, you know, you can meet good people. You can meet some people that, you know, aren't as good in terms of, you know, respect, respecting you, respecting your opinion, everything like that. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it's, it's been positive. I think my favorite thing is probably meeting people, learning, you know, about the masks and everything. And then, you know, being lucky enough to get to own some of them. But, yeah. So, next question. Kind of uh contradictory to the previous one what's something you like the least about collecting michael myers masks there's a lot of scammers in the community mm -hmm. where they use you know either they'll use a picture that isn't the product that they actually are trying to sell to make it seem better than what it is or you know you have the toxic side of the community where it's like 
I've had experiences where, you know, I've messaged people and I'm like, oh, hey, you know, like how much are you wanting for this mask? Like they post it, oh, for sale, but they don't put a price. So I slide up and I'm like, oh, you know, hey, how much for the mask? Oh, that's not, you know, just talk to them because nine times out of 10, I'm willing to negotiate. But there's been certain circumstances where, you know, I don't have that amount of money that they're asking. So I respectfully, you know, hey, thank you for your time and everything, but I'm not going to be able to purchase it. And I've had a few times where, you know, they've gotten very hostile after that, where it's like, oh, buy it. Like I, you know, I'll uh, suck up to you until you don't buy what I'm trying to sell you. And then I'm going to treat you like trash. And there's been a, a couple circumstances like that where it's like, oh, you know, oh, you know, like, you, do you want to buy this? Oh, that's not, oh, I can do this. I can do this. And then there's a lot of times where you get in a situation where they're very pushy, where it's like, do you want to buy this or no? And then even if I have the money, it just makes me where I'm like, nah, I don't want to buy it. You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather buy a mask that's $50, $100 more than that one, but have a pleasant experience with someone else. But, um... Yeah, I would say that's the worst part, you know, that toxic side of the community, whether it be, you know, in the buying process of the masks or just in general. But I feel like that's the case with a lot of uh, fandoms nowadays. But yeah, I feel like you can't really escape that side of it. Okay, yeah, that makes makes sense. Honestly, that sounds kind of unfavorable if, if I do say so myself. But so the next thing I want to cover is the pricing. So... Like on average, how much would you say each mask usually costs? Like obviously, some will be more expensive than others, but like the, what's what's like the standard Michael Myers mask price? Like a decently made one. Okay, so in terms of like decently made, I would say that would be like a mass-produced mask, meaning you know made in large quantity by a company rather than an individual artist. And in that case, I would say, you know, Trick or Treat Studios, the new one that they came out with for Halloween ends is honestly the best mask I think they've ever made. Uh, it's, you know, the paint job's really good. The uh, the hair isn't, you know, terrible. It's, it's actually really good. But um, most of their masks kind of need rehauled. That's what I mean when I say rehauled is like you buy a Trick or Treat Studios, like a mass produced mask. You buy it for the sculpt. Mm -hmm. You buy it for the shape and, you know, the way that it's sculpted, but you can send it to a professional artist to have them repaint it and rehair it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those, in terms of Trick or Treat Studios, the new one costs around $80, the new one, which is the Halloween Ends mask. Um, the Trick or Treat Studios 1978 mask, that costs around 54 to 60 bucks. But I would say for, like, entry level, if I was telling you, hey, you know, go into the hobby, get this mask. Um, I would say anything, I would say TOT 78 or the Halloween Ends mask from Trick or Treat Studios. But if I were to go with like a independent artist right off the bat, like affordability wise, I would say Dallas Alexander at uh, Shape Killer Studios. He makes uh, economy mask, which is just simple paint job, but it's really high quality. Uh, that one's around like 115 but they get really high up there. And you're looking at probably a $1,500 to $2,000 mask. The pricing all depends on either, you know, if you get a stock mask and you just want to keep it stock, that's the cheapest option. But, you know, there's artists, there's hundreds of artists that repaint masks. There's hundreds of talented people that do it and everything. 
And, you know, it's just a matter of what your budget is. You know, there's a mask for your budget. Like, if you want a $50 mask, you can find a $50 mask. If you want $2,000 mask, you can find a $2,000 mask. But it's just, it depends on the sculpt, the artist who sculpted, you know, that sculpted the mask and, you know, who painted it, I would say. Wow. Well, you've covered for us how the value is officially measured in the community. How do you personally like measure the value of each mask? What made you think, oh, this is one I'd rather spend my money on over this one? Like, how do they appeal to you individually? That's, you know, that's also a good question. I feel like with me, you know, obviously accuracy has to play some role in, you know, determining if I want to buy a mask. Um, but honestly, it's just like some masks have that look. And I don't really care if it's accurate per se. If it has that look, I'm like, okay, I want it. And, you know, one example um, that I can think of off the top of my head, and a lot of this stuff I feel like not, you're going to have, like a lot of people are going to have to Google this stuff. But um, Night Owl, which is also Justin Mabry, which, uh, you know, founded Trick or Treat Studios, he had a sculpt called the uh, Night Owl Killer. And that one isn't, accurate to the the movie mask per se but it has its own look to it where it looks kind of angry so to speak and i really love that mask that's one of my favorites that's one that i want to own one day but i would say honestly for me it just comes down to what look does it have what materials were used to get it there like i don't care you know what obviously i want to own a james carter piece one day because he's the best of the best, but you know, I'm not going to dismiss anybody who isn't James Carter, if that makes sense. Like I'm going to give everybody a fair shot as long as they use quality materials. Because for example, a lot of people will repaint a mask without using latex. And what happens with that is your, the paint will crack because it doesn't have that flex mm -hmm. by putting latex with the paint and mixing it together. It gives it that flex so that when you move, when you take the mask off, whatever, you know, you may be doing, the paint won't crack and peel. So a lot of the times you have to like, you know, make sure, Hey, did you use latex in this? Hey, you know, but with some artists, you know, obviously with James Carter and you know, there's a few other artists, you don't really have to ask that because they have such a reputation in the community. But I would say, just, you know, knowing for me, at least my process with buying a mask, finding out if the seller's credible, uh, looking at them, you know, obviously if I am finding out if they're credible, I like the mask and I'm interested in it. But yeah, I would say just, you know, finding something that you think looks good, you know, something that you think looks good may not look good to me. Something that looks good to me may not look good to you. It's just personal preference. Um, you know, just finding something that looks good and at a price that you're willing to pay for it. And if you're willing to pay for it, you know, that's your business and everything like that. But yeah. What is the most you spent at one time on one mask? I think, okay, see, cause I have a, a mask in my collection right now that's worth over $500, but I didn't buy it. I traded for it. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing in the community that people do is they kind of barter. So like I could get a mask you know, I could buy one, you know, trick or treat studios, $60 mask. I could send it off, get it repainted, pay $200 to get it repainted, get it back, hold on to it later on down the line. If somebody's selling a mask or interested in a trade, you could be like, Hey, you know, would you be willing to trade for this? And it's not always going to work, especially if you're trying to trade a trick or treat studios mask for like a, a you know, an indie sculpt of some kind, because indie sculpts are higher quality. That's nothing against, you know, trick-or-treat studios or anything like that 
But um, yeah, I think my most expensive right now is around like 150, 180. It's not that bad. Do you paid 150 for that one? Yeah. Oh, okay. But the one that I traded for, I didn't pay anything for. It was a straight trade. Mm-hmm. Um, I became friends with the guy. Um, and then one day he was looking to sell it or trade it. And I had a really nice um, Halloween one mask, you know, so from the original Halloween. And it didn't really fit me. And I'm of the belief that, you know, if I can't wear it, then I don't want it. If that makes sense. Like, what's the point in having a mask you can't wear? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I talked to him for a little bit and I was like, hey, you know, just letting you know. And that's an, another important thing with that community is just be as crystal clear as possible because you don't want to be like, oh, hey, do you want to buy this mask with the, you know, and then give them the idea that they can wear it. Yeah. Because then if it's small, they're going to be mad. But, you know, I let them know, hey, you know, this mask is a little small and everything, but I see you have a really nice collection. You can display it better than I can. So, you know, would you be willing to do this trade? And we ended up trading for it. But, yeah, the one that that is is a uh, Russell Lewis uh, Rob Zombie 2 mask, and that one's worth, like, $500. Like, which mask would you say is your favorite in your collection altogether? In my collection? Um, oh, uh, honestly... Either the the Russell Lewis piece that I just brought up, uh, the Rob Zombie 2 piece, which is just like this bloody, torn uh, mask. The hair on that one's so nice. Like, I can't really describe how it feels, but, like, it, the hairline is pretty much invisible. It's, like, it's really nice. But um, I have a, a clean um, uh, Halloween 2018 mask. So, basically, what someone did, uh, the artist's name is, uh, his name's Dean Knight on YouTube. You could look him up, Dean Knight. But um, he took a Dremel, and I don't know if you know what a Dremel is. That's like kind of like a sanding tool. Yeah, that one. And he sanded down the stock paint and sanded all the cracks out of the mask of the the Halloween you know 2018 mask because you know how it looks. It has like all the like wrinkles and it's meant to look aged. Yeah. But he Dremeled all of that away and everything and made a clean version of it, basically to show because I don't you know. I don't know how many people know this, but the 2018 mask was made to look like the original mask, but it wasn't from the same sculpt, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's its own thing. And he did this to show what it would look like if the 2018 mask was the mask that was used in 1978. And it was a clean one. So I really like that one, too. I feel like that one's probably one of my favorites. And that one has the best, like, um, on-camera appearance, so to speak. Like, when I take a picture with it, it looks really good. That's pretty much all the time we have for today. Thank you, everyone, again, for listening in on this special episode of Collector's Cave Halloween Edition. Thank you again, Devin, for sharing about your Michael Myers mask collection. Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, We will see you all next time. Be sure to tune in the next episode, and have a great Halloween. Happy Halloween, everybody. Stay safe.